Friday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sticks and Stacks, presented by Mucky Knife Fight. I'm Chris Meany, joined by Jen Piacenti. Hopefully, everybody's having a, a lovely Friday out there. We have two more baseball games, thankfully, to talk about. And Jen, your Houston Astros—they live to see another day. And I don't know if there's any Rays fans out there listening, but I feel like they could be sweating right now. I feel like they could be too, and I feel like they should be. Um, and I will say the many reasons why on this podcast, I'm sure, but it has been a fantastic series to watch. I was grateful that we had four games to talk about today, and not only one, I'm sorry, four teams to talk about today, and not only two. Um, so we will be talking about the Braves, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Rays. Um, I. I'm just happy, you know, just as much baseball as I can get. That's what I want. Yeah, you and I were chatting last night. And obviously, you know, you, you cheering for the, the Houston Astros, you and me both. And we talked about this last week yeah. and how I felt like, you know, a little strange and cheering for the villain. I don't care about any of that anymore. I, I just love storylines. And I just what I said to you last week with Carlos Correa, I like the fact yeah. that he's backing it up. There's two guys in this team that absolutely just turn it up when it comes to postseason ball. George Springer led off the game yesterday. What did he do? Go yard? Carlos mm-hmm. Correa finishes it yesterday and goes yard. Both of those guys have just been so dominant over the past couple of years. So when you and I were chatting yesterday, I was in agreement, obviously, because of the Astros thing. But I just wanted to see more baseball. And I want to, yeah. as much as I want to see the Braves take care of the Dodgers, and trust me, I do, I want to see more baseball too. I want a series. Yeah. I would like to see the Dodgers come back and, and make that a series. So two games today. We have Houston up 3-2. Game six, Blake Snell on the hill, uh, full fully rested. It was uh, really a bullpen game for her for both teams yesterday. Framber Valdez on the hill for the Astros, and then we it's going to be a bullpen game for the Braves today. Yeah, and we have Dustin May on the hill for the Dodgers. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on Clayton Kershaw too. Just um, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunate for for him and just not being able to get it done in in the postseason. But let's just start here with the Rays and the Astros. So as I mentioned, Snell on the hill, proper rest, five innings, one earned run, 2K, two walks uh, earlier in this series. And then we have Framber Valdez. I I really just want to – what do you expect from Valdez? Do you think he has to go like six or seven innings? Because if he is blown up early and then you see this bullpen have to go out again, it would just – I feel like that would be bad news for the Astros. Yes, I agree. Um, I think Framber Valdez can go six innings. I mean, basically in postseason, he's been every bit the ace that anyone expects Garrett Cole to be. If you look at the numbers, he has a 2.0 ERA in the postseason. And he seems to have no problem going deep into games. He's able to strike out batters as well. And one thing that's really interesting to me is when you look at this game, it's basically a you know, the same two starters as game one. And that game ended 2-1 in favor of the Rays. It could have gone either way. Snell has not looked as good as Valdez in the postseason, especially over the last week. One thing that people may not realize is though it ended 2-1 and the Rays took it, Snell needed 105 pitches to get through only five innings. And if you watched the way that the Astros worked Blake Snell, it was really encouraging. They really wore him down. He only got two strikeouts. On the other side, Framber Valdez was able to get eight strikeouts out of the Rays. And if you look at the numbers, 
The Rays have struck out a lot more than the Houston Astros so far this postseason. So I'm really liking Valdez uh, right now for this game. I think the Astros are really in a good position until they get to the bullpen, and then it's going to get a little iffy. But I think Valdez can go longer into the game and will be a little bit more dominant than Snell. Another thing people may not realize, the Astros have massively out-hit all other teams in the postseason. And in fact, in the postseason, Houston has hit, has 100 hits. The Rays have 81 hits. And the Rays have played one more game than Houston. The problem has been that Houston hasn't had timely hitting. They've had so many bases loaded situations where they haven't been able to get the runners around. But they've been hitting. And they hit Blake Snell last time. Um, They hit him four of the six hits that came in that game were off Snell, if I believe. Um, yeah. No, they had nine hits in that game and six were off Snell. So that's, that's a lot. I think they can hit Snell, and they just need to be more timely about it. I agree. And if you watch that game, there were a lot of, like, lineouts. It started right off the hop. Like, Springer had this six-pitch at-bat, and I thought it was a really good at-bat, and he lined out. It was a hard hit. And then he got a single on Snell later on in the third. Altuve had the two hits against Snell. Brantley had a hit. Bragman had a hit. And it just looked like Snell got out of trouble. Like he, he, right. And, and he walks a lot of guys, too. And he does. In that first outing, he only had the two walks and the 2K, which you alluded to. And he is on the proper rest. I, I feel like maybe slight advantage when you look at just that – at the skill set in the paper, like Snell has more upside than Valdez. But what you had brought up with Valdez and the strikeouts, the same thing with the Rays. Like when I look at both of these teams, I, I think to myself, okay, the Rays have themselves a pretty good bullpen. It's very solid. Yeah. But I look at the lineup and I, again, I see Springer and Correa and what they've been able to do in the postseason. I see Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, just those first Brantley. five hitters are so <laughs> unbelievable. And I look at this Tampa Bay team, they're hitting 200 in this series. Exactly. 71% of their runs in the post have come via the long ball. And That's they're right. just basically solo shots from a Rosarina. <laughs> it's like this That's unicorn. Right. I don't know Astros what's happening Astros are batting there. .270, and you're right. It's just a Rosarina, and specifically off Valdez, it was just a Rosarina yeah. last time out. That was the difference, the Rosarina home run and the Rosarina RBI off Valdez, and that's what did it. And so I feel like it's basically the Houston Astros team versus Randy Rosarina tonight. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. No, I'm totally wrong. I, <laughs> I mean, the bats need to wake up. I said earlier, like, they're probably sweating a little bit, but this is kind of getting into Yankees and, and Red Sox territory, you know, right. up 3 nothing, and then just the experience that these Astros hitters have and that the fact right. that they have – they got by that game using their bullpen, like, what, seven relievers? I believe five of them mm-hmm. were rookies too – and this bullpen has has held its own. I, they have a sub-4 ERA. They have a higher strikeout rate than the Rays' bullpen in the series. It's something that I never would have imagined to happen. I would never have thought that that could possibly happen, that the Astros' bullpen was was getting the better of the Rays' bullpen. And they just the fact that they just got by in Game 5, and now they're set up with Valdez, and then potentially set up with McCullers. McCullers. And then we could see Morton in Game 7, those two going at it. So... The big takeaway, and I kind of teed you up and you alluded to it as well, Valdez, six or seven innings. He's gone six or seven innings in 11 of his last 13 outings. So he can do that, and he's mm-hmm. got the strikeouts, and the Rays lineup is struggling. They they need some they need some doubles and singles. They can't just have solo shots. Right. So I'm kind of feeling Houston here, and Vegas 
is giving the like the Rays are favored. The Rays are yeah. favored here today. Another day where the Astros are playing and Vegas is not count, count they're counting them out. So they're plus 120 FanDuel Sportsbook. Again, I've mentioned ftnbets.com. It's a free parlay calculator, free prop shop. Have some fun with it. Uh, you can get absolutely the best odds instead of surfing around at all these other random places, random sites, random books. Uh, plus 115 on DK, plus 120 for the Astros on FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm feeling yeah. decent. I am too. And the other thing that if you haven't been watching the games, you may not realize is what's been winning this series has been the Rays defense. They've been phenomenal. And the Astros have actually been kind of terrible, which is not like them. You know, a lot of throwing errors from Altuve, base running errors from Altuve, um, who's also been helping us offensively and has been very, very good in the postseason. But I think that there's a time limit on that. And the Rays have kind of used up all their free passes on Astros' errors, and they've made too many extraordinary plays. Eventually, that has to even out. My gut feeling is Houston's going to take this to seven, and probably ultimately the Rays will will be the ones in the World Series. That's kind of my gut feeling on it. But I feel um, that way too, honestly, as much as I like. We're on the same page there. As much as I've – We've both been talking up these Astros and the value mm-hmm. that they've had throughout the postseason, and even in the playoffs. Grabbing them at 12-1 to 1 to win the World Series, I thought was just an – too much value to pass up as much as they yes. they cheated and and yada yada i mean a healthy verlander and a granky i think this series is already over in favor it of would Houston. Be done. yeah so mm-hmm. um it is what it is but they still have value at plus 120 and i would imagine the odds would probably be a little bit closer if it was if it was a game seven but i would jump on tampa bay if that's the case uh, over at monkeyknifefight.com if you're unfamiliar Check out MonkeyNightFight.com. Absolutely free to sign up. And when you sign up, you get a free $5. And if you use that promo code STACKS, they'll match your first deposit instantly up to $50. At MonkeyNightFight.com, all kinds of sports. You know, We'll talk NFL You know, on the way out here. We'll get a touchdown play from maybe you and myself. But all kinds of sports. You know, Hockey will be back before you know it and basketball and, and golf. You can do absolutely everything over at MonkeyNightFight.com. And no salary caps. You're not competing with Sharks. It's just you picking props. I don't know if anything jumped out at you, but the more or less here with the pitchers, and we just talked about it, Snell, yep. 4.5K, I don't think he gets there. The Astros are not a team that yep. strikes out. We, You just talked about the success, the hard hits that they had against him, and I saw it in, in game one, and I get, this isn't a team that just strikes out. They just make a lot of contact. And then for Valdez at 5.5, I kind of lean the over there. I know he had the 8K through 6, but I'm not feeling this raised team. I feel like they're really struggling at the plate. I have the same notes here. I'm taking Valdez for the over, Snell for the under. The Rays, the Astros only have 75 strikeouts in the postseason. That's the least of the four remaining teams playing. I don't see Snell changing that tonight, especially how well they hit him last time. So, yeah, I'm taking Valdez for the over. Um, And I think there is something about momentum. And the fact that Carlos Correa got up and called his shot last night and did it, the Astros have been to the postseason. I just feel like they're going to have a little swagger today. And, uh... Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're going to be striking out versus Blake Snell. Correa is just a, it's, it's an amazing story. I know he pisses so many people off with the things that and he says it. and he talks. And I get it, too. Yeah. He, sometimes he does need to shut up a little bit. But, he again, does. what I said before, he's backing it up. And I just love when athletes do that. And it's usually the ones that, that are cocky a little bit. You know, like Jordan says shit and he backs it up. And then LeBron, right. LeBron does this and – you see it in other sports as well where, where athletes just kind of like Tiger. They just back it up. And Correa's backing it up right now. And I loved everything about the walk-off yesterday. The swagger, the look, the bat flip. I loved it all. And if you don't bat and flip now. And the hug from Dusty and then Baker. The hug, and because he tells <laughs> Baker he's going to end it, right? He's like, that's what he says. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. 
the confidence that he has right now at the plate. And yeah, it's this is <laughs> the Astro or the Rays better get this done because yeah. I don't. As much as we just said, like Rays in seven, it's mm-hmm. not something that they want to see. It's a, a not a foregone conclusion. No, it's going to be tight. And by the way, Rays, can I just if anybody's listening and can get a message into the Rays head office. Should you guys make it to the World Series and you're on in primetime, for the love of God, please wear the hats that just say TV. Do not wear the manta ray, stingray, whatever ray hats those are. They look like a souvenir from SeaWorld. This is not a way to get people excited about MAB. Please try to look as cool as possible if you make it to the World Series. That's my professional It's a good opinion. take. <laughs> it's a good take, yeah. I'm not a big fan of those hats either. Uh, I don't mind, you know, when teams get creative and there's a little funkiness to things, but that's a bit much, in in my opinion. Okay, the total is eight. Uh, I'll probably stay away from it, but I don't mind Houston and maybe the under if you want to go that route. If I had to choose over-under, I would lean under just because of how this Rays team is struggling. And the fact that one thing I guess we didn't mention with, you know, if it is Snell, they can go to Castillo and, and Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't pitch yesterday, so it could be like if Snell does get hit hard early, then they can go to some, you know, two of their elite bullpen arms, mm-hmm. uh, and that could be a plus for them. So I think the under kind of lean in there. Let's move over to the Dodgers and the Braves. It could be all over for the World Series favorites tonight. Clayton Kershaw, wow. let's just talk about him just for a second. So seven yeah. hits, four and runs, 4K, five innings yesterday, 4.31 ERA the worst in MLB history among pitchers with over 100 playoff innings, of course. He hasn't been that awful, but he, at you know, at times it seems like when the game is on the line, whether this is a Roberts thing for leaving him in too long, I don't know if it's Kershaw's say to when he can come out of the game, if how long of a leash he has or how much pull he has with his manager. It just seems like the decision is always the wrong one, and he gives up that big bomb. I don't know what's going on. At the same time as well, he needed some run support, and he didn't get it from his Dodgers team yesterday. Bryce yep. Wilson, six innings, one hit, 5K, wow. one walk. Did not see that coming, Jen. Seven career starts, 5.91 ERA, and then he comes in and pitches a gem. What's up with Kershaw? And now they're throwing yeah. Dustin May in here who has pitched, what, se- he's thrown 17 pitches in the playoffs this year? Yeah, but I mean, I'm okay. So we'll start with what's up with Kershaw. Yeah. Here's the question I'm asking: Did Dave Roberts actually make the biggest mistake of this postseason by keeping Julio Urias in the game after they had an 11 point lead? Oh. Like, did they burn a start they didn't need to burn when they knew Clayton Kershaw was having back issues? Mm, good point. Right? They could have pushed Kershaw another day and I feel like you know he wasn't they've been he's been scratched a few times this season with back issues they knew he had that so I feel like we shouldn't be too hard on him for this start I have a feeling he was pitching slightly under duress I happened to be at that game in 2017 where it was Clayton Kershaw versus Dallas Keuchel and I, I saw I saw it happen like the blow up and there's something maybe about it but I don't know. Clayton Kershaw is so good. I feel like it has more to do with the fact that we don't know when his back will blow up and it's happened to kind of bother him more in the situation because God knows Dave Roberts doesn't usually have trouble pulling his starters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you bring up a good point. Yeah, for sure. I just, I, I, I I looked up at the game log in his postseason. It's not 
It's not awful. It's like, not terrible. No, it's yeah. it's just <sighs> I do feel for him because he has been one of the best pitchers that I've ever seen pitch, and he right. is going to go down as one of the better pitchers of all time. But just not being able to to get that big W, you know. But go, do you know who else can't get the big W in the postseason? Is Justin Verlander. Mm. Yeah. So I think it just it's like we like to World magnify Series things. Ring, he does <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's got an asterisk by it apparently, but <laughs> and will it have will it have an asterisk apparently if they win this year too in, in the weird God, little not. season right? that is yeah yeah uh, I, I know there I I saw ESPN you know tweeting you know if the Astros get to the World Series it'll be the first sub five hundred team and I don't know X amount it's like okay yeah well, they only played sixty games like over the full course of a season I would probably lean with Houston being over five hundred but um, it is what it is yeah Kershaw. I don't know. Don't want him to go out like that. I'd like to see him have some success and, and get a ring, but he needs some help from his team right now. And the Braves, so they're going to the bullpen. It's going to be a bullpen game for them. It may just even be a bullpen game for, for Dustin May, right? Like Walker Bueller is not going to be right. available, apparently. And for May, 4.2 innings this postseason, one hit, got the 6K, two walks. He did pitch against the Braves in game one out of the pen, right. one, one and two-thirds, one hit, one walk, two K only through eight pitches. I don't know, man. I feel like I'd lean over here. The Dodgers probably get it done, but the Braves have just been so good to me when I've just been betting them again. They're plus one seventy at DraftKings. It's a nine and a half run total. I, yeah. I lean. I lean the over. I think there's going to be run, some runs scored here. I agree. I think there's going to be some runs scored. I lean towards the Dodgers because they have postseason experience, which as we've seen in, in the other series, like with the Astros and the Twins and all this, it does seem to matter. It does seem to count. Um, I think ultimately the Braves are probably going to win this at this point because the way it has to go down after this. Both bullpens are are kind of used. I mean, Atlanta does have some availability because they were able to get those six strong innings yesterday out of Bryce, but I I think May can go four innings. I mean, he's only pitched, you know, in relief for of Walker Bueller. Uh I think he he can go pretty deep and I think they'll ultimately pull this pull this off. But you're right. I think there'll be runs scored and I think we I think we may go to 7 in this series as well. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that would be for any baseball fan that would be phenomenal. For me that you know, I have a a future on the Braves, I would sweat that one out cuz the Dodgers are just too big of favorites for me to get involved and to hedge. I, I think that the Braves definitely get it done. I really do. I think that they I probably they get too. it done like in six. I think the Dodgers win this one and, it, and it's the over. You know, I keep shouting out ESPN. It, you know, the show is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight, but I saw this other pretty cool statistic from ESPN Stats and Info that Bryce Wilson became the fourth rookie in the past five years to throw at least six innings and allow one or fewer runs in the postseason in, in a postseason debut. And all four of the pitchers from the Atlanta Braves, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, pretty crazy. None of those are the big Braves names like Glavin or Maddox or Smoltz, but still pretty crazy nonetheless. And just goes to show, like, those those four pitchers, they all have tremendous upside. Yeah, it was shocking that Wilson came in and and had the 5K and, and one hit and threw six. This is another guy that's kind of like highly touted, like Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson, and what you're seeing from him in the postseason. This Braves team, they have very little holes on their squad. They're, 
They're so good, and I think sometimes they're sending to the fact that rookies just don't know any better. They don't know they're not supposed to be able to do this. They've always been good, and they're just going out there, and they're playing their game. And I wonder if the lack of fans helps too, because you don't have that extra pressure in the stands, booing you, whatever. You're just playing your game. You're playing your game, and you're playing it well. An interesting thing I noticed is that when you look at the postseason stats, the NL has been hitting so much less than the AL. All the leaders, Randy Arozarena, Carlos Courage, you know, George Springer, Jose Altuve, these are the guys with the power. It's been small power, but the one guy that seems to be making the difference for the Braves, Marcel Ozuna. Oh, my goodness. And if I'm playing Monkey Knife Fight, I'm probably playing Marcel Ozuna tonight. <laughs> How can you not? How can you yeah. not play this guy? I was, I was telling somebody yesterday when Ozuna went yard and then he had the other hit off Kershaw. I was thinking to myself... Why Why did – well, first, Miami, like, okay, we'll just give him a pass right. and give up everybody. But St. Louis, too. And it seemed like nobody even wanted him. He just kind of hung around a little bit, and then the Braves went out and got him. And I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable that they just got added him to the squad. 18 bombs in the season. 18 in 60 games. 18. He hit 338. Yeah. And he's just been unbelievable in this – and I, I'm, I'm so glad you brought him up because I probably would have slipped by him. But Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna, and then Albies, it's just, I just love this lineup. And there's another one, a team that doesn't, like, yeah, overall in the season, you see a lot of strikeouts. But there's some guys in there that just give good at-bats, and Freeman, Ozuna, Mm -hmm. and Albies, they just really give really strong at-bats. And it goes a long way, especially when you're playing every day and bullpens are getting taxed. So I I looked at Monkey Knife Fight 2 and more or less 2.5 times your payout. Dustin May, 3.5K, it's weird. It's I don't know if he. I don't know if he has four strikeouts. I honestly don't know if he goes past four innings. I agree that he can, and it just hasn't seemed like it's. It's been a while, and I just feel like if he starts off slow and say the Braves get to him and maybe the second, and his pitch count gets up with the desperation that the Dodgers have today, I don't know. Your point with Roberts, and I just feel like he may he could yank him, and it's he's yeah. up against usually the more or less is two pitching props. But this one is Freddie Freeman because we just Freeman. with the yeah. I mean over one and a half hits and walks. I think that's kind of feels like a lock. Yeah, he gets on base does twice, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. And the other people I'm maybe playing, you know, Albies and Seager are the two that have the really solid floor. I feel like if for you just want to have challenge. for fantasy challenge, Albies and Seager are the two, and then um, Ozuna because I think he'll probably have some big shot again. Um, and then Freeman. I mean, these are the people. And how can you deny Acuna? And then, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think there's going to be runs in this game. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. <laughs> like, we're just we're sitting here rattling off their lineup and what we like. And then the fact it's going to be a bullpen game for the Braves, even though I love their bullpen and they weren't really taxed yesterday, like we said. I think there's going to be some runs, too. And I would just target, yeah, the fantasy challenge is great. The home run challenge is awesome when there's lots of games and you can pick home runs. So it's really tough. I would just... I would say to just kind of shy away from that and and just play the fantasy challenge and you know shoot for the stars go high 12.5 fantasy points three times your prize I would go up to I would go up to 15.5 and just stack that that Dodgers Braves game get guys in the top of the lineup my dog is freaking out I don't know if you can hear him Corey Seager Mookie Betts those guys up at the top Freeman Ozuna tackle guys at the top of the order and maybe you can you know you can get five at bats from them if we get double digit runs and we'll be on our way 
Uh, okay, so Maki Knight Fight. Unfortunately, you know, if you've listened this long, listened this long, then you, you're obviously fans of the show. So thank you for <laughs> for hanging out this long with us. And every single Friday, this will be the last show for a little bit. We'll be back, uh, hopefully, you know, before March when baseball ramps back up. Hopefully, it does, and everybody stays safe, and and we just pass uh, what's going on here in the world, and we get uh, baseball back uh, before we know it. So Jen and I will be back in the future. Uh, we, I just want to say thanks to everybody you know, for, for listening to us and subscribing to the show and, and reaching out and asking questions and getting familiar with Monkey Knife Fight. And hopefully you guys had some fun, some success. And, you know, we just, again, maybe just a distraction for everybody out there. Just talk a little sports and talk a little baseball. Jen, before yeah. we get to some football plays, why don't you tell the people out there where they can continue to follow your work? Yeah, you guys follow me on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. Um, also on Instagram, the same. I occasionally post videos there with advice and recommendations. I work at Fantasy Alarm as well. You can always find me there, my articles. And then I also host a podcast with Jerry Ferrara. It's called Waiver Wired. Please download it on Spotify or iTunes. Give us a review. Listen, have some fun with us. Uh, we have contests. We have games. We like to interact with all of you guys as well. And we have a lot of fun. It's one of the hottest new shows out there. I suggest everybody check it out. And and you and Jerry have been uh, the chemistry is great. You guys have some fun, some laughs, and you've been your picks have been awesome too. So you you both oh, have been all you. over it. So yeah, check that out. Join that contest. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Jerry too. He's a he's a phenomenal guy. He gave me the time of the day one time at a former you know place that you and I used to work at, and I have uh, <laughs> a lot of respect for him. He's 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 great, and he's a big sports guy. And for myself, check out FTN, ftnbets.com. Get the free parlay calculator out there. If you want to subscribe, it's uh, a mini promo code. We'll get you the the discount. And I have a new show called Mean Streets. That's absolutely free. Giving away some packages over the next week as well. Fantasy football platinum package, a DFS platinum package, and then a betting platinum package. So we have ftnfantasy.com, ftnbets.com, and ftndaily.com. So lots of things happening over at FTN. Let's talk some football quickly. On the way out, I'll I'll give a couple guys that I like and then you can okay. uh, maybe I like that. Maybe you can just like or you can agree. DeAndre Hopkins against your Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Got to do it. I mean, Got to do it. Not breaking yeah. news here. He's good. We know this. No. He's phenomenal, but I think he's worth the money. There's just another wide receiver that I like too and there's a lot of free tools over at FTN and this one isn't free, but it pays for itself. The wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. Adam Thielen has the best one here on paper against AJ Terrell. And Adam Thielen has been, he's been a beast. And we, we got no Dalvin Cook this week. I think Madison is fine. He can, you know, run between the tackles, have some success. But in a game against Atlanta, I think there'll be some points scored there. So those are the two wideouts I, I would like for people to pay up for. Mark Andrews against the Eagles. The Eagles can't stop yep. any tight ends. They're giving up five touchdowns at tight ends, I believe. And then Jonathan Taylor could be a sneaky little DFS play. I only say sneaky because it seems, Jen, like the fantasy community, I don't know if they expected too much from Taylor, but I hear rumblings like people are upset with his usage. This is a game script that probably will favor him a bit. Last week they had to play from behind against Cleveland, a pretty good defense. That's not what they want to do. They want to run the football, control the clock with the offensive line. They don't want to have Rivers dropping back 40-plus times. I think they'll lean on Jonathan Taylor against the Bengals. And it does look like that game is going to go and happen because there was a scare this morning with some COVID tests with the Colts. That's right. Uh, it does sound like that game is going to happen. So I, I don't know what you feel, but I think he could be a sneaky little back, which is because the fantasy community just seems to be off of him. 
I agree, and I think that he's fairly well-priced um, most places, and he's usable, and I, I think that he's a good play this week. Now, for me, I mean, there's quite a few smash plays, I think, this week, and one of them is Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny Galladay versus Jacksonville with a well-rested Matt Stafford. Absolutely love those two together. As you said, Adam Thielen also like Justin Jefferson you got to consider Derrick Henry, who was fantastic last time out, strong-arming oh <laughs> Josh Norman, tossing him like a Tonka toy. <laughs> Houston's given up so many yar- uh, yards on the ground, so that matchup's favorable. And also on the other side, I am not a David Johnson fan, but the Tennessee Titans have been very generous with rushing yards and rushing gains per run. So um, I like David Johnson as well, a little bit of a gross play, but it uh, could be a sneaky play. Um, yeah, and I'll, I echo all the sentiments. I mean, Mark Andrews versus Philadelphia, that's – I'm actually – I'm using him everywhere I can and, and, and all my teams. Yeah, it's the two tight ends, I think, him and then Evan Ingram. I know people are yeah. a little sour on Evan Ingram. He did score the touchdown last week, a rushing touchdown. He, he should have had another one, and then it was like the trick play, and I think the Giants were offside or something silly that they do. But this is – I know the fantasy community is off of him too, but he has – his next five games, I believe – Washington twice and the Eagles twice. And as bad as the Eagles are against tight ends, Washington just as bad too. I like the I like the David Johnson call. You know, he's just a guy that plays a lot of snaps. And I think there's some value in that too. And I'm just looking at yeah, the only guy. I mean, he's averaging 80 snaps per game. And that's second behind Ezekiel Elliott. So if you're just looking for a solid yeah. floor, you're playing in a smaller contest, I think there's something to be said about he's volume He's played the six most snaps in the league at his position, and the Titans have centered the six most rushing yards per game. So you put those two things together, and it seems like it could work. This is why you got to follow Jen, all of her work <laughs> out there. Thank you to everybody who stuck around and supported the show, and uh, hopefully... We will be back to talk some baseball and some hockey. I know Eric Young has learned a thing or two on this show uh, from us talking baseball, too. So a shout-out to Eric Young for for hanging out and talking puck with me all year as well. Everybody stay safe. Any questions, hit us up. Good luck playing Monkey Night Fight. Enjoy the baseball. And, I don't know, go Astros? I don't know. Go Braves. For the H. All right. Cheers, everybody.